Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. afternoon, good evening, good day, everyone. James Hicks here, Hicks New Media. Welcome to another episode of Perspectives in Focus. Today is uh, today's a special day. All, all shows are good shows, but this is definitely going to be one that you definitely need to make sure that you're tuned in to get your pencil paper, get your pen. You should be recording as well, because uh, my, my guest today, Mr. Chris McPhee. Chris is a retired U.S. Army veteran and Green Beret. He turned professional photographer and project manager after his uh, service. For 21, after 21 years of his military service, his new mission is teaming up with organizations to help them share their message and their story via the media channels of photography, video, and podcasting. And he accomplishes that as the owner of Green Beret Media and one of the co-founders and the chief marketing officer of Triple Nickel Apparel. Today, we do have a topic that we're going to get into, but I definitely have to set some context. I'm going to let Chris come in, tell the folks who he is, but folks, definitely buckle in and welcome to the stage. Chris, <laughs> I, I, I got to bring you on like like Steve Harvey, right? You know, keep the comedy. I, I, I don't know. I, I want to I make it right. But uh, first and foremost, before we get into this, before, let me let me let me. Let me see what you got on underneath. Let me let me see what you rock. Oh my lord! If if if, if we not boys to men up in hey, here, hey. If, <laughs> I love we it. twins now. We twins. None, we twins. Nothing, nothing twins. wrong with being right, brother. Nothing wrong with being right. You say nothing I, wrong with being right. <laughs> <laughs> I see folks coming in in the comments. It's good to see folks. I'm gonna go ahead and acknowledge comments and and things of nice, that nature, nice. Mr. Janaid. I see you in here. Woo! Yes. My boy, my Mr. boy, my yes. boy. I love it. I love it. My dad is oh here boy. too. I, I told oh him to chime in specifically for for this event as well. Look, man, let's let's go ahead and get into it, man. I want I want to stop beating around the bush. I want to get focused. You know, that's my uh, mission for yeah. the year. That my word for the year. 
let's let's start with a little background again. I wanted to set some context. I want folks to understand who you are. Kind of in, in the monologue, you know, I said long military history, and first and foremost, we thank you for that service. We thank you for what you did. Uh, we know there's uh, some some trying times out there being being in in the military, but uh, you are you are back and you are doing service after service. Right. So I, I definitely want to talk a little bit about that, but give some people some context of your, your upbringing, where you came from, what you did in the military, as much as you can share. And then kind of yeah. what you're what you're doing now, if you don't mind. sir. No, thanks, uh, James. First and foremost, appreciate I appreciate you for having me on today. And everybody, I'm, I'm thanking you right now for your time and your attention. And what I like to do, if, if, if we have some Back to the Future fans out there, because I was a Back to the Future kid growing up uh and and i'm let's jump into delorean and we're gonna go back in time a little a little back in time and for me my story starts in miami florida i grew up in miami florida and when i graduated high school in 1994 i i joined the military right away you know it was either go be metro pd go to college or, or go to the military. So the military was it. That was my option to get out of South Florida, the inner cities of, of Miami. And I found myself in basic training at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. And then later on, I ended up at Fort Raleigh as an admin clerk. So somewhere in there, I was like, hey, this is cool, but I want more. And I saw an opportunity to become a Green Beret. So I started training up. I had no clue about you know, road marching with heavy weight on my back. I had no clue about small unit tactics, you know, combat arms, as as we know in the military and the Marines and the Navy and those uh, combat forces. But I was in shape. I was an athlete. I wrestled in high school. I played football. I was in great shape. So I just needed to learn all the technical aspects of being a commando or what you might call it. And and I, I went to what we call Special Forces Assessment and Selection. And going through that, if, if you've seen some of the videos online, like, you know, the journey of a Green Beret, it was three weeks of some grueling uh, gut checks hmm. to just to see if you are uh, the pers- person or not. So, you know, I have, now that I've taken that walk and I'm on this side, I realize when you go to an event like that, BUDS or any of these uh, ranger qualification type assessment courses in the military, you are that person already. Mm. You have the attributes already. You just don't know it. And that's what they're trying to figure out if they want to bring you on across the bridge and show you that you're that person and give you some more skills and some more techniques to carry on your new mission. So that's what happened to me after 21 days. I've been trial, tested, weighed, measured, and over again, over again for three weeks. And I made the cut. And then I moved on to what we call the Special Forces Qualification Course. And I I signed on as a, a communication specialist. That's what I requested because I had a technical background. I was in the computers. And I like electronics, so I became a Special Forces communications expert on the operational detachment, Alpha. That's what we call the A-team. The Green Rays, the A-team. Nothing like 
the show back in the day, the A team with B.A. <laughs> Barakas and Hannah. And I, that was plain, one of my brother. favorite Yeah, shows. make it play, <laughs> brother. You nothing like <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> you know, that, that was one of my T. favorite, favorite shows, man. So it, I didn't get, I didn't get the gold chain in, in the, in the Mohawk. <laughs> um, but they gave me a rucksack and a lot of skills to help me, um, be safe on the, on the battlefield and also to train, advise and assist foreign nations, other uh, what we call conventional army units and just be the coach guides and mentor on the battlefield. And so after about, about, about a year and a half of training, I, and I was at Fort Bragg where I took all my training. So I stayed there and I went to third special forces group after two years we ended up in Afghanistan. So I spent a rotation of six years going back and forth to Afghanistan. I spent a three-year tour at the schoolhouse teaching, you know, other young troops like myself when I first joined Special Forces and teaching them what I learned on the battlefield during my combat tours to Afghanistan. And then I went back to an A-team, did about three more years on a team, and then went to our command a special forces command to take on a, another mission and, and retired in 2015. So that, that was, you know, the reader's digest version right. crossing that bridge into uh, the civilian world. And, and with media, people always ask me like, well, how'd you get into photography and video? And most, most combat arms guys or special ops guys, we know they're on the market they get out, they either open some shooting school or something related to what what we did in service, either some a security, a consultant agency, which I do. I do run one of those. It's, it's kind of a low vis item, but I, I am in the security consultant realm and I still do that, um, you know, a couple of two, three times out of the year. So, you know, I decided I was like, I transferred, I retired, I transitioned, I ended up in Washington, D.C. I became Intel analyst and I started deploying again. And after a while, I was just like, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to deploy. Uh, you know, the money's good. Yeah, I'm a contractor. I'm deploying to Kuwait. I'm, I'm still in the fight mentally and I just want to get out and I miss my family. I've been deploying and doing stuff for the last, you know, 17 years I spent in Special Forces. And I, I was just ready for a change. And so uh, that's where one of my surveillance kits, I was like, you know what? A good friend of mine, his name is Rod Rodriguez, introduced me to podcasting. I had no clue about podcasting. This was 2017. And he was like, hey, man, uh, I'm like, what are you doing with that mic? Why well, I always see you talking into this microphone every evening. <laughs> he's like, yo, I, I got a podcast. And he's going to kill me for that impression of him. But <laughs> He's like, I got a podcast and this is what I do. I talk to people and I, I interview veteran entrepreneurs about their business. And his podcast was called the AAR podcast. The after action review is something we do in the military and probably in other forces. When you complete a mission or you do an activity, you figure out what, you know, what went right, what went wrong and what can, you can do better, what are your sustains and improvements. And so that's what he did. And, and I just was inspired by what he was doing and, he started teaching me about, he's like, get a Blue Yeti first. It was like the, this in 2017 was not happening. Right, right. This right here, this, this, 
I was still like, hey, I'm a, I'm, I'm special forces. I can't talk to nobody. Can't, don't, don't look at me. I'm not on camera. Don't, don't, look, at me. don't yeah. look at me. You know, I was still in that mindset. So yeah. in 2017, this wasn't happening. All of this, you see, this, was, this wasn't happening. But I, I give it to him for the inspiration to showing me something that I could get into. And I was like, hey, he's like, you ever heard of Gary Vee? And I was like, what? Who's this guy? I said, I'm listening to John Maxwell over here and, and Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins. You know, that's where I get my motivation. Right, right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm old school, you know? And he's like, no, you should check it out. So I went back to my bunk that night. I got on my phone and I was like, okay, I'm digging this. I like this. This is new. This is new. And after that, man, Green Beret Media was born. I love it. I picked up my surveillance cam. I got with uh, a, a rock band in D.C., Shriner. Shot with, with them for like a, a year and a half and, and met a good... My mentor was, at the time, I, at that time, I'm dating myself a little bit. I was probably about 42. And he was like 21. So that was my mentor. Because he was already doing photo and video and making reels and doing the things that I'm doing now. And he invited me to, to shoot a quinceanera with him. And he was like, look, man, your shots are good, man. You should, you should, uh, you should do this. So another, you know, push of inspiration. I did it. Shot with the rock band for, every, you know, 18 months before they even paid me. Wow. You know, uh, uh, you know, at the time, you know, I tell people, I said, when you start out on some of these, career paths like in the creative world you know i'm not saying i'm lucky but i had already completed one career right and i and i saved my cash and you know and this is something i'm doing at age 42 i want to be a photographer i want to be a videographer i want to i want to do something fun for a change so and and that's what i got so i did that and and it, it i learned a lot i met a lot of people I, I taught myself all of this through a lot of youtube videos and people like our buddy on right now janae meeting him another guys mike whitlow met those guys and and everybody eventually giving me an option um an opportunity to show off my skills and one thing i've learned in in special forces is you have to be able to teach yourself because sometimes you get sent away by yourself mm. or two or three. And so if I'm going to be the one teaching, advising, and assist, so I should be able to teach myself too. So when we talk about influence, we talk about leadership. I'm, I'm a big advocate of if, if you're going to do any of that, you got to start from within. And that's, that's, that's my, that's my, mindset is like if i i need to start here then i could push it out but i'm not going to push it out if it's not happening here first i love it so uh, and i master it here and so when you're seeing it like you're seeing this yeah i've already worked on it in here in in the dark and taking some hits and training in the afternoon and the nights and going to toastmasters getting beat up at toastmasters joining the john maxwell network and just putting myself out here uh, on, on camera and like so this is this is uh it's okay now i'm this cool i'm cool with this now <laughs> so you you're, you're comfortable in in yourself in your own skin and let me show you something i put i put my book out here you i know you know oh. the book. I, 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 I got my oh. look, 
I'm, I'm a John Maxwell guy myself, so yeah. Look at him. Oh, yeah. where's my? You don't even know where yours is, man. I come prepared, right? Oh Lord, he he is moving out of the shot, folks. Don't don't trip Matter over no fact, cord. This is a signed copy. Okay, hold on. Did he sign mine? Hold on. <laughs> no, I didn't. Nobody signed mine, but I got something this, else. This is, this is a signed copy, okay. and uh, you know, not to get off the rail, but I did a speaking engagement about a week ago in Utah with the Spencer Leadership, and all the folks there signed my book. That's awesome. And we and we spoke on the law of influence. We spoke. On the law of influence, so you should have wore your shirt. We yeah, you should have wore your shirt. Let, 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 let me let me uh, let me backtrack a little bit, man. And yeah. I appreciate you for going into into that detail uh, about you because it sets context for folks to understand who Chris McPhee is. But there, there was a lot to unpack there, and there were some questions that I want to ask before we even get to our into our okay. topic. Nice, uh, nice, especially around the military service and and did. Being in the military or before you got in, into the military, did, did that kind of, where did the motivation for you to uh, be a leader, be someone who is is control of aspects and things around you, right? To turn into that project manager, to turn into that communications expert. Was that something that was kind of, you felt was innate to you? Or was that something that going through training, going through your courses, going through your, your time in the military, that that brought out of you? Mm-hmm. Cause I, cause I, so, I always, I always state from my perspective that I can't motivate you, right? You, you actually have to have that within yourself. I, I can't go out and, and, and motivate you to do something. You have to mm-hmm. want to do these things to get better, to progress and be positive mm-hmm. and things like that. Honestly, I'm going to say it started before I joined the military. Mm. There's a book I read last year during my master's program by Robert Greene, Mastery. If you've anyone has read that book, and he speaks about the protege-mentor relationship, and then he speaks about how do you gain a level of mastery? Well, you have to go back to a point of origin where you felt that thing that you're trying to do, you feel that you were doing it at at, at your highest. So. For me, I thought about that when I read that and I went back in time when I was in high school and I was on a wrestling team. So my freshman year, my coach, he he came and got me from the junior high. I was like, hey, you going to join the wrestling team? And and I blew him off the first year. The second year he came back to me and he threatened me. And so I showed up and he he trained. I trained with the team and I ended up on a national team that year at it represented the state of Florida at the freestyle record Roman nationals. And at that time I was the team captain. I I was in football. I was always a team captain. I was on a cross country. I, I was a team captain. I was on a wrestling team. I was a team captain, but I wasn't a vocal team captain. I was a lead by example team captain, right? Because I was still, you know, a shy person during those times, but I, it was just, it was from within and I had not been releasing it yet. And so that leadership of setting the example and, and being the person out front, you know, going early to practice, staying late for practice, helping guys that needed help. And once I got into the army, the army started forcing that for, for me to be leading up and out. All right. Okay. Interesting. And, you know, it just pushed me, you know, I was in admin. So admins are really, it's like customer service. It's, you know, there's no yelling, you're yelling. 
I went to the 82nd Airborne Division at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, to an infantry unit where I was an admin and garrison at, in Fort Raleigh. And I wasn't used to this environment. And everybody was cursing. And it was like, mm. F this, F that. And I'm like, hey, I'm used to saying, sir, hey, how can I help <laughs> you? And being, you know, but they're like, no. Nah. And, and now I have to lead these soldiers. They're pack clerks, too. Some of the infantry guys I got in my office, their personal administration uh, center where I led and I was in charge of, I had regular admin soldiers, but then I had infantry soldiers that got, that were hurt or injured. So they sent them to the, my office, to the personnel office to, to heal up and also put them to work. So these guys are used to being talked to hard and I'm like trying to be a nice guy and they're just running all over me. So what I have to do, Hey, when in Rome, do what the Romans do. <laughs> I had to level up. I mean, I'm not from no punk neighborhood. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm from Liberty, you know, the Liberty City in in Day County, Florida. You know, I'm not from no no punk neighborhood. So I had to, you know, lead up in uh, push up and out, and let them know, like, hey, I'm in charge here. I'm here to help you out, and it was a balance. Right. But once I got to Special Forces, it really pushed me because it was like you talk about. And I'm right with you. It takes, I could inspire you. Yes. I could give you assistance. I could give you direction and some motivation, but you have to do the work. And that's one of the attributes of a Green Beret. You have to be a self-starter. You have to be self-motivated. Nobody motivates you to do nothing. If you have to run, you got to do it on your own. If you, they're like, hey, we're going here. You got to get your work done. Nobody's going to tell you, you need to pack this, this, and this. You have to wake up late. And if when the team's ready to go and you're not ready, you probably got one strike, two strike. And the third time, your stuff is going to be in the hallway. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, uh, I'm with you on that. I don't, you know, people are like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, you know, do 110%, 120%. I don't believe in the plus 10 or 20. Give me a hundred. But if you're on a team, and I'm doing 120, that means somebody's doing 80. That's true. Wow. That's see, and that's perfect, right? Because that you, you answered the way that I, I was hoping. So I kind of set you up. I did. Because uh, that, that that leads. I know, in- I know. Hey, I told you I've been I've been working on this. I've been working. This ain't my first rodeo. I know. I know what the people want. See, they they want to hear a show. That's true. That's we want. We want to hear the story. And, and that really you know? leads us into the context of the concept of living life in the gap. Ooh. Right. Right. And and you've already touched on some of those. Right. Um, because each letter of the gap for you stands for something in particular. You've already talked about the A, about being authentic. But let, let, let's walk through what living in the gap and still being true to yourself means, irregardless and regardless of the situation that you're in. It could be military. Yeah. It could be yeah. photography. It could be videography. It could be content creation. It could be life. It could yeah. be professional, personal, professional. But let, let's talk a little bit about living life within a gap and, and go over that for the folks. Okay. Okay. That, thank you. Thank you for that softball. <laughs> thank thank you. Thank you for the softball. So, uh, you know, I have to give you a little bit of short backstory, real 30 second. You know, we're all listening to motivation podcasts. We're reading books. We're following people. We have YouTube and we're in this era of motivation and we need it. People, people are seeking it because I guess there's 
there's a lack of it within in people's selves. They're not able to produce it and inspire it on their own. So we're looking outward. We're looking at podcasts. We're reading books. We're looking to other icons, sports, whatever it is. You're looking up, you know, what could be the religion, whatever it is, you're looking for inspiration and motivation. And one day I was listening to a podcast and I mentioned before, I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk and I was listening to him. He was saying something about the game and this and that. And, you know, he I, I wouldn't say he kind of used the same turn a little bit, but I was like, well, you know what, Chris, you need you need like a signature buzz like that you know mm. and so i started this last year i was invited on to a podcast uh, for veterans in transition so i've spoken on several of those with veterans in transition because i'm a transitioning i'm still transitioning myself i mm. think i'm i think i'm almost feeling myself that like i can say i i've crossed the bridge from being in the military to like living the other life as a, a a regular day-to-day and not a military regiment in life. So I was sitting down and I was like, well, you know, like you say, living in the gap, the life, you know, people say you got to learn the game of life. Everything's, that's a true statement, depending on how you look at it, whether you want to believe it or not. When I was in school, I had to learn, I had to learn the game. I had to stay out of trouble, be, Mm -hmm. be in school, show up. I joined the military, same thing. I had to learn the game. I had to learn how to, do you know my boots and military bearing and being on time 10 minutes prior you know uh, uh always looking good clean haircut on monday uniform press on monday and and that, that was the game and i was like well i joined special forces i had to learn the game i mean nobody's going to tell me what to do so i had to teach myself I had to reach out and and go ask questions and read books and you know my first team sergeant told me on day one he was like hey Smurf you know that was my tag he's like I want to tell you something for the first year you need to shut up and you need to learn your job mm-hmm. and that's what I did for twelve months I learned the game of being a communicator what it took to be an operator on an SFA team, how to operate in a company. And and, and and it didn't stop there because it was every day, all the way up to the day I retired, I was learning the game of being an operator. And so that's that's where the G and the gap comes from. We know we hear gap analysis. We're always looking uh, to fill those gaps, whether it be in our lives, in our relationships, at work, with our kids. We all have gaps. Mm-hmm. We all have gaps. If you don't have a gap in your life right now, I, I don't know what to tell you. you, you you're not being authentic. So yeah. that brings me to that. Well, so so hold on, hold on, no, because I'm I'm gonna bleed this out just a little bit. So talk talking about being uh, training for as, as a communicator and just being being open to and receptive to that learning, right? It, I think it takes something as well because if you're going to be successful in that role, you had to tell yourself to be humble in the moment and say, I will, I've signed up for this. I understand what the regimen is going to be. And in order for me to know, learn, live this game, I'm going to have to be receptive to these orders, to be receptive to these commands and be receptive to what I'm being told to do. I think the ones who are willing to do that, right, pause and humble themselves. Uh, I'm going to take us to church here for a minute. Let me, let me. Let me bring let me let me bring some some Nas hits into but to be what? able to to pause and humble what? yourself and, and be and be receptive to that. I think those are the ones that succeed. Those are the ones that continue to thrive 
inside of the military, outside of the military, personal and professional lifestyles. Talk to me what what, what your thoughts are on on that statement that I made there, because because you didn't have to pause yourself. You know, when your commander said for the first 12 months, for the first year, you're just going to be quiet and you're going to listen. You're going to learn. You could have packed up and you could have turned around and walked out. Yeah. Wouldn't it look good on the on the LinkedIn profile? It wouldn't look good on the resume. It would have had probably some, some other detrimental effects. But you committed to stepping outside of yourself from outside of this, the, the tough streets that you grew up on and things like that, right? And be and be a student and actually learn something that you did not know. How challenging was that? And I'm I'm asking also for folks coming up behind us because I'm always looking at the youth as well. How how, how do we instill that type of a mindset into? I'm going off cover a little bit. We're going we're going to get to the A. We're going to get to the A. Oh but, no but no, again, I'm with you. But no, I got some more. I got okay, some more. But, but you know, how, how did how do we instill that type of mindset of being able of being able to listen, pause, and be humble to what's going on around us? How do we instill that into our youth today? Because I feel that that's missing. No, yeah. you and I, I came up in a military family as well. My dad, listen, he was in the, in the Air Force 27 years. So, again, I understand that regiment. I understand him being gone on temporary duty and, and, and just a lot of the things that he went through as well. But I, I don't see that really, unfortunately, happening with with a vast swath of, again, I'm, I'm focusing on our youth right now. Mm. Mm. For our youth, for our youth. So. In short. That's a complex solution. And and I'm I'm gonna just share what I happened to me as uh even before I joined Special Forces, I was taking classes. I, I think at the time I probably was about twenty years old, nineteen years old. I was taking classes at night. And I was like, Yeah, that's why I joined the military because I wanted to get money for college. And my mom, you know, oldest of three boys. But I was in a a philosophy class one time and I I was we were reading about Socrates and mm. you've probably heard this term I'm ignorant I know nothing so that's what did it for me and since that day I read that and I I've always been a person to learn I mean I, I mean we're talking mid 90s I taught myself to do a lot of things. I taught myself how to build computers. You know, this was like 286s and 386s before we was back, even like, boy. yeah, you streaming back, <laughs> you know? So, so, so for the youth to get there, I mean, I have kids in their twenties now and I have a 11 year old and I, I, my 11 year old, because I feel like I've become a better parent with the first three. And and then the 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 ropes they put me through, the game they put me in, and what I've learned from them. Now I still don't know everything about raising kids because this is a new era now. Right. You know, we have internet. There's so many other influences out there. Exactly. When they leave our house, you know, when you and I were growing up, it probably was the biggest influence was drugs. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get on the street. Don't get on the corner and gangs. Right. That's still there, but there's other influences. There's other kids. There's things that people want. You know, they want the shiny this or that, or they want to go fast. They want to eat. They want the short route to success. And and that's a uh, talk about that because I know where you want to go. Go ahead, go ahead and dive into that, right? Because that's that's going to get you nowhere. 
fast. Yeah, the, right. You got to put in short rounds of success. You know, uh, and and I think what it's going to take, and unfortunately, for for every person, as we are adults now growing, um, if I knew that getting a mentor was a key thing, and I didn't realize it until. I was reading, I was like, you know what? My coach was my mentor. I didn't really realize. I thought he was just my coach. I never thought of him as a mentor like we think about mentors and speak of mentors today. I didn't even look at him like he was my coach. That was my wrestling coach. That was my football coach. But, you know, when you grasp the the concept of mentorship, that's how you do it. You got to, that's the quickest way to get what you want get attached to somebody who's either doing it and you have to be open for counsel. You just have just bottom line. You have to be open and have your mind open for counsel. Open you have for to counsel, man. I'm right. I always that lead. Be, that might be my next t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> I always lead when even today, last week I met a gentleman. He invited me out to speak. He has this big network. He's, he's a, he's a prominent dentist in the sleep, uh, uh, a specialty is, you know, sleep apnea and helping folks deal with that. And, and he was like, Hey, you know, give me a call and, you know, we could talk. And when I emailed him back and I texted him, I was like, thanks for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Hey, I'm open for counsel. Any advice or recommendation you can give me, I'm, I'm all ears because that's how you do it. That's, that's how you do it. You got to be, Teachable, and that's one of the attributes of a, a Green Beret. If you're, they give us a whole bunch of aptitude tests, and we get assessed, and they're looking to see before we go to the Special Forces Qualification Course, are we receptive to learning mm. new ideas, and how easy will it be for them, cadre, to teach us? And and that's that's just an attribute. Like I say, when you show up to those places, you have it, or not. It's, it's binary. You have it or not. There's no true. in between. I love. I love. You know, don't pay attention to the noise. Yeah, yeah. The, the sergeant is yelling. Yeah, the sergeant is screaming. Yeah, there's a lot of activity going around. But there's there's a lot more under the curtain, under the cover that's happening. The the assessment, the evaluation, and things of that nature. I appreciate you going into that, man. All right. So I, I threw you off off course a little bit. I put oh, a fork no, in the road. So we got we got the G as the game. Learn it, know it, live it, love it. All of that. A is for what? The A is uh, for being authentic, being mm. real. And I I would say as long uh, rolling in, and I'm not just talking, like you said, we're, this is not just for marketing or this or that or school or um, uh, relationships or workplace. And, and I mentioned, you know, from within, and I'm going to share something with your audience right here. Uh, and I like to share this because I want people to know that I'm a real person, mm. right? I'm a real person. So I'm going to reintroduce myself. My name is Chris McPhee. I'm a recovering alcoholic. And it's been nine years since I've committed to a life of sobriety. And it almost cost me my career as a Green Beret. It almost cost me my relationship uh, with my wife and it cost me 
a lot of opportunities because I was not being authentic with myself, knowing that I had a problem. Some of those things that were happening during that time, deployments, relationships, stress, you know, being alone and depression, all that stuff. We all, if anybody's listening to this, we either have done it or we know a friend or somebody in our family who's been a victim or have fell short and overcome by alcoholism. So that was an eye opener for me. And I had to be real. And good thing I had a mentor and he told me straight up, he was being real with me. He said, one of the most embarrassing things I had to do at three in the morning is call somebody after being in the metal bracelets and said, hey, I got a DUI and <clears throat> it's bad, you know? And so he was like, well, I see you in the morning. And I went in and it was, it was my team sergeant, another, another guy, I call him the Oracle to my day. Uh, he's been watching over me and putting me in the right direction. And, and I aspired to be like him because he, he never drank. He never he never done these things, but he was so sharp. He was so spot on with everything. His thought process was always clear. He always now I want to say the right thing to do. He always knew what the best solution was for the situation, mm. uh, because I don't think there's a, a right or a wrong answer. I think what is the best solution for the situation? What is the best thing we can do right now? And 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 with him and with that happening to me, you know, getting a general letter, a reprimand, almost getting kicked out the army. I was almost losing my clearance, almost losing my tab and and being back on the street um, where I started. I had to start being real with myself. And, and that's what and that's and that was it. I, You know, people on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, they go like, oh, I'm gonna make these New Year's resolution. I'm gonna do this. And for me, in the day of uh, 2013, on January 1st, walking my dog, I was like, hey, I just need to do one thing. And and that was it. I stopped drinking cold turkey that day. Um, it took a long, it took, it was hard, you know, 30 days, one month, one year. Mm. And then, you know, even to this day, I, I try to keep it real and keep it authentic and stay learning the game, stay learning the student, because I believe that's what's keeping me focused on being the, the real Chris McPhee, because the other guy, that wasn't the real Chris McPhee. This is the real Chris McPhee, because if I didn't make that change or that pivot, we like to use that word a lot. If I didn't make that transformation, to becoming this person and living a life of sobriety, I probably wouldn't be talking to you today. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be talking to you today. So that's, that's to be real. And then just to tie it into everything that we do in your workplace, we know we got bosses that we're, they're either fake with us or coworkers that's fake with us. And, you know, we got to keep the peace, you know, that's the politics of the workspace in our relationships. We would like to be as real as we can be, with our spouse or our girlfriends or what have you. Uh, and it's, it's hard. It's hard being, you know, I mean, being real don't being, doesn't mean being rude. So don't get me twisted wow. right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Being real doesn't mean being rude. You could be a real person and, and be authentic without being rude. You know, you could tell somebody like, you know what? That's not a good option for me. I'm not doing that. And say it with conviction. 
and, and not you, be rude. And you will, you will have more <laughs> respect as well for that, right? Just by yeah. you, and just, just like Ed was saying, appreciate that comment. Well, appreciate the story because I, I've got, I had it in my notes determining on, you know, if we were going to go that route, but you know, it really flew kind of flown in, into kind of the, the direction of what we're talking about. So shouts out to you on that, man. Appreciate that. No, and like no, I was uh, saying, thank you for your authenticity. No, man, that's uh that's, you know, coming up with this game, this gap mindset, that's, that was part of it, man. Like it's, it's a cap. It's a real story. Like, yeah. I don't have to fake it. It's not fugazi. It's not a facade. It's not smoking mirrors. Like if you are listening to this, when you meet me in person, you'd be like, that's the same guy. Same cat. Because a lot of folks that's on these cameras and on these podcasts, I'm not, Uh-oh, there he I'm go. not calling nobody out. Go ahead. That's, go ahead. That's not the real self. <laughs> I'm going to just say it. I'm going to just be real and say, it. you're not being real. Yeah. You guys know who you are. You know, you know who you are. <laughs> That. We're gonna have to have another conversation about that because 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 no, I'm a good hey 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 yeah hey you know what don't start that I'm not a man of violence but don't push me no. <laughs> you got you got that's some things you got some things in the closet just to, just yeah, in case hey, you that's, know. that's the clean version that's uh, the clean version Mr McPhee has some has some training you know I, I <laughs> I'm just from 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 the street I'm just from Hampton Virginia right I, I you you got to you got to. We we're, we're deviating. Okay, they help, me, they help me refine my hood skills. I, I understood. <laughs> I understand. I, listen, man. But but again, that that's that's true as well. And I think tying that back in, knowing where you are, knowing what you're doing, understanding your situation, understanding your consequences, understanding yep. pros and cons of everything that you're you're dealing with, being real and authentic to yourself allows you to be respected in any of those environments as well. Right. Com- coming out with the, the statements that you were just saying just now. Right. I mean, that sets precedence as well. And I think allows folks listening to this and are uh, now or on the replay say, you know what? OK, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's been through the fire. He's still going through the fire. Right. So he I can relate. He can relate. I mean, he, he speaks with truth. He speaks with someone who has has gone through, uh, you know, some, some hard times in his life. And look at him now. He's still he's still he's still working on it. Right. Because we're never at perfection. We're ne- just like on, on surveys and reviews. I never give anybody a 10. I always give them a nine or something. And there's always room for improvement. Right. So, so you're always still marching toward toward that end goal. But interestingly enough, I, so I understand the G and I understand the A, but P seems to be very. I don't know that that that, that comes kind of kind of out of the ether. I, I love it. But just talk to me about why P is what it is. And folks, I want you to pause. I want you to listen. And I told you, if you didn't have a piece of paper and if you didn't have a pen, Chris McPhee is talking, ladies and gentlemen. So pay attention, please. Go. Let's go with it, brother. Let's go with it. I love it. I love it. So the P, uh, where did that come from? Why is it P? What's, What's the backstory on P? Real quick. Good friend of mine, Donnell Johns. I met him a couple years ago around 2019 in Washington, D.C., where I was living. I live in Harker Heights, Texas now. So I, I started when I retired. I moved to Washington, D.C. and got into the circuit there with uh, the veteran entrepreneurship uh, community there, Bunker Labs, some other folks there. And and I, and I got connected with Donnell Johns. He, he runs an organization called Veterans Growing America. And as I and he also he heads 
uh, an organization for entrepreneurship called One Million Cups. If, mm. if you've heard of that, and it's it's a it's a nationwide organization that stands up on. I want to say it's Wednesday, and you get a chance five minutes to pitch your business and or and present your challenge question, and then you have a room of entrepreneurs that give you feedback on solutions to that question. So that's how I met him. But one thing about him, I noticed, I was like, he's never talking about himself. He's always got somebody on camera talking about what good they're doing. You know, it kind of helps also too, but he's, you know, he's a retired Sergeant Major uh, uh, from from the Army. And I'm watching him, you know, and I'm assessing because that's one of my, traits and skills I've learned mm-hmm. is I have to spot and assess, you know, I have to spot and assess. I did it as an instructor. I could look at a guy and within a couple of days, I could tell if he's going to make it or not. Wow. That's, I just know. I, yeah. You, you, you just know. And then the guys who don't make it, you, it's something happened. Either they got hurt or it's a mental thing. It's not that they're not able. Something's mentally blocking them from continue to, from performing. But the guys who are showing up on day one that are not real, they're just kind of trying it out to see if this is it. I could spot them out. So, so Donnell's always promoting, promoting, promoting. And I was like, I need something for the P. And I'm trying to, I said, I got learn the game. I got being authentic, but what am I going to use with P, man? I got, I said, P was P people promote. I said, I got it. That's, that's my thing. Green Beret Media, promote, inform inspire right so i was like okay promote practice promoting you know because it's a practice right people don't it's hard for people to promote other people unless there's some deep incentive there <laughs> like you maybe you're hosting a show or I'm, you know let me this, write that this, down because i'm gonna get back to that too because that's 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 a problem that i have as well why is it so hard but go go ahead I, <laughs> it's it's it, you know it's it's uh i, I don't know and I've, I've been playing with that too because i keep saying it, and i'm like it's a real thing because we, you know, it's like with marketing. And and one thing we learn is like, you've heard the statement, what's in it for me, the customer, mm-hmm. what's the with them? Like mm-hmm. what's the value for the customer? What's the value proposition? Anybody that's trying to, if they, if they think they are holding something of value, even people who have a valuable business and somebody's like, Hey, I want to partner with you. We're like, well, what's in it for me? You know, mm-hmm. versus just saying, well, what you got? Let's let's see what we could do together. I mean, you seem like a cool guy or gal. Let's 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 take a stab at it. But it's no no. It's like, well, what do you got in mind? What what do you bring into the table? Yeah, yeah. You know, so watching Donnell and just getting to the point where I've seen all these things in in the space about if you want to be a person of influence, if you want to be a leader of influence. If you want to influence people, then you have to practice promoting other people. Like, period. Like, your stock value. Who who doesn't want to go and hang out with somebody that's going to promote them? Yeah. I'll wait for it. <laughs> I'll wait for it. If you don't like that, like what? Compliments? That's That's a form of promoting other people. Yeah. We love compliments. You know? We love compliments. We we love to be on stage with an award in our hand. We we like to be on the first place spot on the podium. 
and people talking about us. Like, so I have no problem bigging up James Hicks. I have no problem bigging up Janae. I have no problem bigging up all the guys on my team, Ruben, Kurt, Rod, you know, Don. I have no problem doing that because I know what's the value in that, you know? Like, people will gravitate to you. Like, hey, you seem like a cool guy. Like, hey, man, uh, that, that's just that's just my thought yeah. about it. You have to practice promoting other people. And, and uh, it's not all about self-promotion. Because people, think about all the feeds on social where there's always like, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Yo, get with me, get with me. Yo, check yo, out, I'm check me. Out my yo, 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 yo. Like, yeah. think, who, who likes that feed? Nobody. Right. You know, it's annoying. So that's it, man. Uh, learn the game. Uh, be authentic with yourself and others and practice promoting other people. That's the gap. Live, living in the gap. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. Somebody better write that. that. Now, so again, I, I, I want to circle back to that because I think there, there's value in practicing promoting people for you as well. There's a reciprocal value for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're speaking highly or and you're speaking authentically and you're speaking truthfully about the other folks that you're talking about. What you, you bring them on camera, you bring them on stage or you talk, you're promoting them in, in a conversation. But there's an intricate benefit and value. And I think from a, from a mental perspective for you as well, by being someone who is um, more positive in your conversation, more, more positive about the stuff that comes out of your mouth. Right. If you got nothing good to say, don't say anything at all. You've heard that from from old school too, yes. right? But, yes. but I, I think if you if you've got more positive attributes and more accolades to give folks, I think you in turn, and I'm just going to summarize and say this: you in turn want to live and be better because you in turn want Chris McPhee to be up there on stage talking about you, right? And and saying good things, not oh, don't be messing with James, right? He 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 he's not he's always in it for him instead, but uh, again. By what goes around comes around. We, we can use all the little, little adjectives and all those statements, but I think that all falls into that as well, right? By being a positive influence or positive, my new word. I'm gonna I'm drop this here when you write down. The only there's only two other people that know what my new word is after after focus and after influence. Advocate, advocate. So so being a positive advocate for others around you, I think has a not not I think I know has a positive influence on your mental and well-being as well. No, you, you're spot on. I mean, for me, the reason why it's easy, because for one, I just don't have the mental space for it. <laughs> so you're too tired, right? You don't, I, mean, I'm, I just, I just you don't, don't feel like dealing I'm, with it. Yeah. I'm, 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 you know, like, I'm not saying I'm like some old Yoda, but I'm, I'm pushing 50. I, I, I already passed that. Look, I'm, you know, so I, like, I, you I, know so, what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, and I see all my friends that are there that are 60 and 65 and, and I'm looking at, I'm like, I'm at this stage and I'm like, I don't have the mental capacity for it. And, and it's even before I even got out of military, when I went back to my unit, I'm back online and I'm working out in the gym one day and I see the soldier, he's just looking at me. I got my headphones on. I'm just like, yeah, I'm in the zone and he just keeps looking at me. And I look over like, yo, man, um, I owe you money. Like, what's the deal? <laughs> and he's like, hey, uh, hey, are you are you Sarah McPhee? And I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? What can I do for you? He's like, oh, you were my cadre. 
when I was in Q course and, and normally the guys I'd remember are the guys that gave me a hard time. If you didn't give me a hard time, that means I don't have to, those are the guys that, that get my attention. Mm. The guys that I need to test and measure them to make sure, because what happens is those are the guys who might end up on the same ODA on the same team with me. So I let that through the system and it might be on a team with one of my other buddies. Cause in the world we are, the business we're in, the currency is life, right? Oof. So when, we're not talking about money means nothing to me. Like, yeah, I'm not no millionaire, but when it comes to respecting people and, and having meaningful relationships, I'm still at that mindset. Like I would do anything for you be, because I feel like you'll do the same for me. Exactly. Yeah, but no, that's not, that's not the mindset. So like those of you who, 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 who are connected with me, that's my mindset. I has it not changed. Like I would go all in for James Hicks. I would go all in for my, you know, for Janae, because he's a good dude. Like, why not? Yeah. You know, like it's just, it's just, I don't have the mental capacity, even folks that I've had disagreements with. We have a stern conversation and I will cut loose and I'm just I'm gonna just say what I'm gonna need to say, not be rude, be professional. Even when I've resigned for jobs, I've had CEOs like, "Hey man, can you give us more than?" T-? I was like, "Look, man, the will of law says this is a two way street, so you could fire me tomorrow, but you want me to give you ten days notice? That's a courtesy, bro." <laughs> I'm come out on, the door man. right now. <laughs> yeah, I could leave. I'm giving you a courtesy because the guy who is my actual lead and my manager, I like him. You know, I like him. That's so crazy. That's one thing I learned transitioning in the military and working in the in the space because I had people, they just was rude to me, man. And I was just like, I know you don't need to know where I came from. And I know it really doesn't matter for you, to you, but you're not going to talk to me like that. Right, right. You know? That, and again, that, that all goes back into the concept of, you know, the A and the P, right? Being authentic. Yeah. Promote other folks because again, that ter- in turn comes back around to you and know and, and the game, knowing your surroundings, knowing your environment. This is, folks. I don't know if you thought we were just going to talk about lights, cameras, f stops, <laughs> and um, it, you know those those kind of things. But I, I knew Mister McKee was going to come in here and bless y'all with something. So again, if you if you oh, didn't write man. it down, I told you three times, but you can go yeah. and watch the replay. You can watch it on the replay. You know what I'm saying? I, I told y'all to, to to get it right here. Uh, no man, folks, tell tell folks what you are into now, man, because I, I I'm thinking I'm knowing that you're going to have a couple of folks googling Chris McPhee after after they hear this, and and you've you've got a long resume of things that you're into again from the content creation perspective from the entrepreneur perspective uh i am slightly upset with triple nickel though because and i told you about this ahead of time my shirt your your, your expedited shipping oh my gosh you know 
it, maybe I could have ordered it earlier, but I, I won't get into that either. That's, oh, that's, that's no, neither no, here nor there. I, but I could have swore that when I paid for that expedited shipping, that it would be here today, so I could so I could rock my triple nickel diversity. You know, I, I don't know. You, you know, somebody at the company. You know, maybe their their chief marketing officer or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> let me let me. So you tell the people what you up to while I bring up a couple of these websites, uh, specifically <laughs> this triple nickel one here. So so, so let's 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 go. So that's top of mind. And the reason why I'm going to go top of mind with that, my biggest project right now is Triple Nickel. We are a lifestyle apparel brand that unapologetically celebrates diversity and inclusion for all. So the CEO and, and three of my other co-founders, uh, Ruben Ayala, Curtis uh, Riggs, and Arai Graham, and myself, we are the members of Triple Nickel. And this started around the end of 2020 we launched on veterans day and with the height of all the things that's going on with the george floyd and a lot of you know uh shootings and incidents you know black lives matter popping up and a lot of protesting going on worldwide across the country when it comes to uh this thing called uh, diversity and unity so the idea formed and boom we we formed like Voltron, I would say, and for um, veterans, for members of the 82nd Airborne Division. So just to give you some backstory, where the Triple Nickels, where the name derived from, from the 555th Parachute uh, Infantry Battalion in the early 1940s was uh, all black segregated um, airborne parachute unit there. And, you know, during that time in the early 40s, you know, people of color weren't weren't situated or aligned with the careers that was going to help them excel in advance. They was mostly put into those positions, and all, all you know, honest to be honest and be authentic, set up for failure. But the triple nickels they broke that barrier and broke that cycle for men of color in the eighty second Airborne Division, and they was the first all black successful. Um, they were part of a test platoon, uh, a jump test platoon. So that's where the legacy starts. Myself was in um, the 82nd Airborne Division. Ruben was in 82nd Airborne. Ra was in there. He, he's a little older, so he probably was helping packing shoots for the triple nickel. And then uh, Curtis Riggs was there in the 82nd. So we didn't know each other, but we all crossed that path. And And as a soldier coming through, the 82nd Airborne Division, you get a lot of military history about the 82nd Airborne Division. And especially during the month of Black history, the triple nickels, if you are a, a Black soldier or you're a Black paratrooper or, or someone of color who is interested or anybody who's interested in the story, you're going to hear about the triple nickels. So Rod Graham, one of our co-founders, was connected to the association and with Ruben and Rod they were in special forces together, you know, so they were in special forces, the seventh group. I was in third group and they were a, 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 a team together. And so they reached out to the association and the association was like, hey, um, to, to to alleviate any confusions, you guys spell it N-I-K-E-L. And so that's why I spelled that way, because some people are like, yo, you guys can't spell. <laughs> I was like, it's the reason for that. It's the reason for that. Like, follow the storyline. Yeah. And so you're hearing it today. That's why I spelled that way. 
it was inspired to carry on the legacy uh, from the Triple Nickels and and where we're at now, what we're trying to promote. We're not just trying to sell you hats and T-shirts and hoodie. We want to sell you the mindset of diversity and inclusion and living in communities of, of unity. And we want to be the new trendsetters uh, for that. You know, we blend in with our culture, you know, the Caribbean, some hip hop, you know, uh, those genres of music. Cause I think re- we think that music is a common denominator for all. So we, we haven't, we even have last year, we had a, a, a original song done by uh, Phil Paz. He's an air force veteran. Okay. And, and it was like a, a, a country ballad, but it was the, it was such a touching song called Noble Sacrifice. And we reached out to him. He was like, Hey, Phil, would you, would you do a song for us for Veterans Day? And 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 he knocked it out and it, it was received well by the community, by the veteran community. So we're working with organizations. Uh, we're headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, and we're working with organizations like Dream Week. Um, we have another Bo- Buffalo Soldiers motorcycle club that we're working with and a couple other uh, Miss Veterans America uh, pageant that they run and these or- nonprofits that wanting to raise money and they have an iconic t-shirt to, to use, to promote their message. So they come to triple nickel. So we're not just, you know, doing the C to C we're doing the B to B and the B to O with customers and, and organizations. And, you know, like, Hey, I got this, I got this design. I want to go. So that's my big project. And I'm going to do a plug right now. Do it. Do it. Oh, voting and promoting. So I know James got the link. If you have the link, if you go to Triple Nickel, our Facebook page, if you go to triplenickel.com, if you go to my feed, Chris McFeed PMP, you're going to see a bunch of videos there, clips, the long form. I've been going live every day. It's the Pen Fed Black History Ignition Challenge. $25,000 is up for grabs. We're in the semifinals. The last time I checked, we were in third place. So only the top three get to go. So that's why we need your vote. It's a popularity vote. Vote for us so we could go on to the finals and we'll be flying out of here on a jet plane to Washington, D.C. to pitch for the $25,000 with the other two finalists. And so that's that's my biggest project right now that I'm working on. And that is uh, that is taking all the skills that I've learned over the years, especially with photo video and everything I've learned about marketing and learning uh, how that cycle goes and all the people that I've met over the years, um, that, that, that's where all my energy is going right now. All my brain power. I love it, man. I appreciate that. And I see, I see folks that are chiming in, in in the comments and and I know that's people from, from your community. Thank you for coming over and joining this conversation. Uh, And I I really, Meyer and I love this comment coming in from Ed, right? We need more of this type of content for real. Appreciate you for making that statement right there, brother. Thanks, thanks, Try- Ed. Yeah. Now I can, even though you, you army, I'm air force, you know, I'm <laughs> dad, I'm going right to get you. Yeah. Dad, I'm going to get you one of these, right? No, no. I ordered a uh, diversity one, but I'm okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. What, oh, look at the sizes. What? Well, ho- okay. hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh I, I'm, I'm, when I get off, you know, it's on the way because I remember see, I was just in San Antonio yesterday. Right. And literally what had happened was I, 
we dropped your stuff at the, at the post office. <laughs> what I, did, I, I, I did order real. it. I ordered it about 11 o'clock at night. I, I will say that. And then did the expediting. I thought it would get here. I would just, I would just, you know what? 30% off your next purchase, man, right now. Everybody listening to the thread right now, if you listening, you get 30% off. Just DM me and like, hey, Chris, I was watching. You said you was gonna give it. But oh, we hold on, make- hold on, hold on. We we got it. We got it. Let, let's put some context around it. Let, let's let, let's work on a code, a discount code, or a promo code. We'll do that okay, af- after okay. I, after we get off because I, okay. I, I don't okay. I don't want you to get flooded with the wrong. Because look, we're on Twitter too, and I know there's there's a gang of folks watching on Twitter, and I don't I don't I just want to make sure that we <laughs> put some context around this. Yeah, yeah, I, pre- yeah, I appreciate that hey, though. I do. Hey, I do. slow it down. We're gonna get you look, a discount. Ed ordering right you, now. Brother, for you Ed. directly, I got you. I got you. I love let me it. let me clean that up. Yes, cancel what I just said. I'm gonna get in trouble. Up here. <laughs> you gonna get me in trouble? Yeah, I try you, to make it right. you, my brother. I got you. We you try. You don't I'm try to clean it up. It. Let me let me pull you off real quick to another website and talk a little bit about you know the, the work that you do going going around. You, you kind of hinted to it as well, and yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, your your ability you going out there talking to businesses individuals entrepreneurs talking to uh, our youth as well about project management I know you're, you're huge on that folks getting their PMP uh, and I just wanted to bring this up as well just so folks can get a, a inside story about who Chris is so, so this one here the Chris McPhee speaks this is my this is my uh, this is my this is my baby I've been nurturing. You know, short backstory when I retired and I was like, hey, I need to soften up my leadership. I can't use the same leadership I was using with Green Berets in the office space. So uh, and then one of my friends inspired me just watching Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins and all those. I was like, you know what? I could be a speaker. Talk about leadership. So I joined the John Maxwell Network. So I'm a John Maxwell team member and uh, joined in 2017. And and I learned uh, this was our this is our first study. All right, so we had to learn this, and we had to study it, and we had to go to uh, the IMC, our big convention, and we have to give our five minute talk on about something. So, okay. but what was for us to pick three of our favorites, and my f- three favorites are the law of influence, the law of intuition, and the law of connection. So, mm-hmm. those are my three favorites out of that book. They they kind of all just tie in to each other, but what you see there is a photo there with the kids and that's who would have thought I'd be back in my hometown in Miami at Edison high school, which is, if you know Miami, that's in like the, the belly of Liberty city, the belly of Miami down, not downtown. And it's a rough neighborhood. So what was, what was touching about the kids that day I went to go talk to him with one of my classmates and they said we didn't know who was coming to speak. We was just glad to uh, have someone come and speak to us. And it was, and this was a crew called the. Uh, there's a there's a young boys uh, crew called the five. I think it's the called five thousand role models. And this was, was a a chapter of that at the high school. And I went to them talking about uh, turning turning losses into wins. Wow, that it's, it's not a loss; it's a lesson. Uh, we, if you figure like me getting that DUI was not a, uh, it was a loss, you know, and if you look at it, but it, it was a lesson uh, that I had to learn, you know, I had to learn the game of life. And I, I had two ways to go. I could keep drinking and getting in trouble or I could tighten it up 
and then go another direction. So I chose the other direction and, and that's why I'm here now. So uh, that with that, yeah, we, we launched and I was able to go to Utah a couple of weeks ago and speak to about 40 uh, dentists and their specialty had nothing to do with the military, but we spoke out of that about the law of influence and how leading with influence and leading from within is, is what it, it takes to to just lead people. I mean, you got to meet people where they're at. So when I was in Afghanistan, I mean, we jump off our gun trucks, we got guns, we got bullets everywhere. You know, we're looking like aliens to these folks. They're riding, you know, in some places they're still riding donkeys and carriages mm. and living in mud huts and have out, you know, they're farming. Like it's, it's like 500 BC when I went to fir- Afghanistan mm. the first time I was amazed in, in 2002. But, but what we were taught in special forces is when we go into these countries to help the, the, to liberate the oppressed, which is our motto, uh, they, they oppress a liber, uh, you got to meet people where they're at. You got to mm. get to know them. You got to build rapport. You got to get off your high horse. Uh, and it, and if you're not doing that in your organizations, if you're not doing that in the communities you're working in, if you're not doing that, nobody's going to follow you. Like um, if, if you, if not leading through influence, then you're just walking by yourself. That gets, that gets old. That gets tiring fast. And I mean, that, 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 that yeah, we can, we, cause you can't do this all alone. And I think, yep. I think that is uh, an appropriate way to, to put the the bow on this one right here, Chris, listen, man, let me get focused, right? That's <laughs> uh, let me let me throw a little marketing. Let me get out the way so you can see it on the screen. <laughs> ah, look at it, look at it, look at it, man. Yeah, let me let I me give you, let me give you this. My my grandmother, my mother always sewed this. Let me give people their flowers while while you can, and uh, I appreciate you, brother. All right. I want, want, want to know and I want to record it. I want people to hear that. I appreciate you. Appreciate everything that you've done, everything that you're doing and the stuff that you're going to continue to do for society and for yourself. So folks, you got the links. I'm going to put the links to what Chris is doing in, in the description so you can keep up with him. You can uh, holler, at, holler at me a little bit later and, and we'll talk about that triple nickel discount code. Um, <laughs> but, but outside of that, man, Take care of yourself. We appreciate you for everything you're doing. We are going to have another conversation because we could have kept going for hours upon hours. Yeah, we, but anytime you want me back, anytime I, you want me, I like to talk yeah, as you can see. It's all good. It's all good. And I, I'll turn the lights on and I'll press record and we'll keep at it. So man, be good yeah. to yourself. I appreciate everyone that chimed in, share this episode with someone who you think can get some value from this. And outside of that, be good to yourself. And I'll talk to you guys later. We out. Thank you. Thank you.